When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know how you know how St. Lawrence said, "Turn me over, I'm done." Yeah. When I'm getting martyred, I'm gonna say, "Juice me, I'm plump." <laughs> Welcome to the Crunch, the only podcast that is juicy and plump. Welcome to the Crunch, the only podcast that didn't get banned from Seek 2021. It's your boy Ethan, and I'm Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to put that in the in before in the before clip before the music comes in, but let's just all say real quick that Catching Foxes is not going to be on Seek 21, and that's hilarious. That's so sad, though. It's so sad because that's their voice is what a focus conference needs. It's, you know, no, they, you're totally college, right. College kids need to know that there's weird, edgy, jaded church workers out there who are just ready to, who are ready to tussle at any moment. They, they, college is when the illusion of the Steubenville speakers that you grew up with starts to break should. and it's important. Yeah, it should break. You know, yeah. when I, the first, the first time, you know, like w- looking back on, on men's and women's talks and then the difference between Jackie Francois at steubenville and jackie francois at franciscan giving a a, mm-hmm. a talk about engagement was stark uh, imagine that. my surprise when homegirl says that she wants to and i quote what she said that oh my god i don't think we can put that on the podcast <laughs> she just bleep I'm it out do, you should, just, bleep you should out. bleep it out oh my god <laughs> it was so gross but oh my goodness it was so but I, I was like i was like oh so this is what adulthood is <laughs> this is what college is like right you can't talk about wanting to have sex to high schoolers because they're not supposed to yeah there's let's that's that is one thing so seek 21 is happening this weekend uh by the time you hear this it'll all already be over probably uh but we've been very busy we went to sam's club yesterday and bought 720 dollars worth of food Great. which is just awesome a lot of frozen lasagna that we're going to be heating up for dinner <laughs> on saturday stofers. It, it was stofers wait a way to go but i uh i think we we don't ever give enough attention to the to the real event that's happening yeah. this weekend it's the big game baby it's time for football <laughs> who's ready to see them throw those passes in that ball hey tom tom brady leading those guys versus the other team the kansas city chiefs Kansas City Chiefs, and they're going to run the team and, that you and, know and hear and care nothing about. I do, I do care about them insofar as they mean a lot to my family. Yes, uh, but I, I can't say that I'm putting a fat head of Patrick Mahomes the third up on my wall anytime <laughs> soon. The uh, but it's the big game, Patrick. What are, you, are you excited for the big game? It's the big game. I am excited for the big game, and and since and since it's Kansas City Chiefs, which is where you're from, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which is like uh, three hours from where I'm from, it's where you're from. I We're think fighting. I think we can have a healthy podcast rivalry. Do you want to make yeah. a bet? Yes. No. Let's let's do a bet live right on air. What much, what should we should what we should we the person who loses have to do? Oh, this is a great question. Um, the person who loses, yeah, has to. Yeah, I don't know. How about this? <clears throat> We will include the Crunch Facebook group. You have to be in the Crunch Facebook group to recommend. We'll leave it up to the people to decide. Ooh, good idea. Yeah. So if you're listening to this and you're you're hearing us kind of not be sure about what exactly we want to do, it's because we want you to decide. So go to facebook.com slash groups slash the Crunchcast. We'll have a, uh, a post where you can comment what the loser of the Great Super Bowl Challenge has to do. That's what I'm talking about. That's what makes the big game. Now so that, interesting. Now that, now that you, this this uh, this podcast is coming out on Sunday, so obviously you guys right. probably already know who won and who has to yes. do the thing. Remember, if Kansas City loses, Ethan has to do a thing. If Tampa Bay loses, I have to do a thing. And you guys get to choose that thing is probably knowing which one of us has to do it. Fair enough. Right. Exactly. So uh, with that, with all that being said. We'll, we will announce what it is uh, next week on the podcast. And we are relying on you, the people, 
you can think of it if you can think of anything that you want to you want to see me or patrick do based on who wins <laughs> go to facebook.com slash group slash the crunch cast we are committing right now that's why that's why i love the big game baby is because it brings out the competitive spirit in everybody i love seeing those guys just run down the field and touch, 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 touch. i like the bean dip especially when that guy is nick nevy we won't win till nick nevy's in baby i love it when i have frito lays at the super bowl the big game do you like monster commercials? Me too. <laughs> Something about the big game just brings it out in me, you know. Oh boy, you've gotten you've gotten more anti-football as the years have gone on. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, because I don't know. Everybody knows my opinions. I mean, since I'm from, I'm not going to rehash them here. Since I work in Pittsburgh, my default opinion has to be: if the Steelers aren't Steelers. in it, it's not a Super Bowl. If Steelers aren't in it, it's not even football. Yeah, it's not even point. football. Go Steelers. How can how can how can it, th- these guys go out there if they're not old retired iron workers? You know, <laughs> like that's that's what I don't understand. It's like all the guys that used to play football used to like work in heavy machinery, right? And then and then they had the chance to like instead of being a big guy working a big crane, they could be a big guy working that O line. You know, uh-huh. and some and John Madden would come into the factory and say, I'm picking you to be the I don't know how to do a John Madden impression. Sure. And they'd be uh, like, they'd be like, you're from Pittsburgh and you work in the steel factory. So we're going to be Pittsburgh Steelers. You guys are in Kansas City next to all of the chiefs. And so you're going to be a chief. And you guys are from New England and you're a bunch of patriots. Yeah. Patriots. So you guys can be on the team. You guys are from Philadelphia, be... land of the Eagle people. And you are going to be the Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles. It's going to be like that movie Invincible starring uh, Mark Wahlberg. Yes. And you guys can just come and, and you get to be on the team. And that's what I miss, right? Nowadays, you've got people coming out of the womb. They're training. Like, I want hometown boys playing in their hometown teams, throwing up on the sideline because they're not well conditioned. Like, that's what <laughs> that's what football's supposed to be. And we've lost that. And I think if football went back to its roots, I would be much more into it. If it was really if it was really like Philly guys going up against Pittsburgh guys, that would be the best. <laughs> It'd be people with an actual like cultural tradition from like where exactly. they're from. Every, yes. And the, the the worst part about professional sports is the standardization. Because yeah. the best part about playing Monopoly, for instance, is when you play Monopoly with another household, they're mm-hmm. like, you can't make trades when it's not your turn. And it's like, yes, you can. That's how we play it. And the fights about yeah. the rules are the yes. best part. You know, it's like, well, out he in Philly, we like to, uh, we like to. Uh, Instead of measuring the football with the chains, we use a line of cheese steaks to figure <laughs> out where the ball goes on the field. Hey, Marie. Well, <laughs> the uh yeah i i really the the marie thing was from another episode that we did remember it that was. one yeah okay i do remember yeah where's the canola where's the canola <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah i i i think i think uh i think the standardization of football and like the fact that there's really no difference between the people that like the people people that are on the steelers are the exact same people that are on the Packers, you know, it's like there's the same kind of person playing on all right. five franchises. This is why this is why there. I think this is why I think baseball is the last great American sport because all the different baseball stadiums have like weird quirks about them. Like they're not all the yeah. same size. Some have giant walls, some have weird like fence posts. And there's like actual not strategy, but there's a cultural difference at the different stadiums that you go to. Or I mean, I guess it's it's more true in Europe, but like in Europe, all the soccer teams are just the neighborhoods, mm-hmm. you know, that, that people grew up in. And some of them are much bigger than others. And now it's starting to get like America where billionaires are buying up local soccer teams and making them like corporations, essentially, oh, which really yeah. sucks. But for a long time, soccer in Europe was you had this local area that was dedicated to this local team and only kids from this area wanted to play on this team, you know, and like that. There's something so cool about that, about like my neighborhood going up against your neighborhood. Uh, and we just, I don't know. I think football is just so commercialized. Mm-hmm. And so like all of the mascots, they don't mean anything. It's like the Eagles versus the Hawks. <laughs> and this one's green and this one's red. And like there's no real personality yeah. at all. It's basically, you know, nothing. except for like maybe some of those classic teams like the Steelers, you know, like maybe there's some there. But even then, like the, it's, so, the New it's Orleans, so big. The New Orleans Jazz moved to utah 
that just shows how like little the mascots actually have anything to do with the yeah. area they're from. Yeah, going into going into basketball now. Yeah. Uh, the Los Angeles Lakers moved away from Minnesota, where there's lakes, yeah. to be in Los Angeles. <laughs> Are there you know, lakes like, in L.A.? <laughs> the, there's lakes of trash. Isn't there a desert? <laughs> Isn't it a desert? <laughs> yeah. Um, my favorite, it's, my it's favorite sad. example of like of like hometown sports and professional sports. I think I've told this story on the podcast before, and I think the 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 stadium was uh, the Red Sox stadium. But back in the day. The rule was for a home run, it had to be past like where the crowd stands. So mm. in the outfield, and so the crowd in the outfield, when when the Red Sox were at bat, they would move forward. That's so and when funny. the other team was at bat, they would move backwards. Backwards. <laughs> and it was like this cultural thing where it's like they just knew what to do. And if you were That's a kid so going cool. there for the first time, everyone else is moving back, so you're going to do it too. You yeah. Know? That's just really funny, funny, but that would never fly now. Cause it's like, well, technically, right. they would call New York and they'd be like, "Hold on, yeah, we're gonna make like, sure the photo, the baseball yeah. actually hit that person's that's, foot." Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. Everybody, everybody hates the the direction that sports are going in, but then we still, you know, Support worship it, it. and worship. Yeah. yeah, it's just yeah, it sucks. So all my middle schoolers don't come to CCD because they have travel hockey, and I'm like, all mm-hmm. of you have travel hockey. <laughs> what on earth? They, Come back with come back with your tooth in your hand. Yeah, I want proof. I want, I want proof. a receipt. <laughs> yeah, you can only miss so that's, 20, twenty-two classes. That's what I think about the big game, baby. We don't have to talk about it anymore, baby. I love the big game. Love it when the Chiefs and the and the Tampa Bay Patriots get to, get in play get to play and against the Bears. Okay, let's. See. <laughs> speaking of when, speaking of how things used to be, let's take a Ooh. hop back at our hot take time machine and see how things used to be in the prime of our social media posting lives. Welcome to the Hot Take Time Machine, the part of the show where we go back to look at the prime of our social media posting lives. It's your boy, Ethan. And I'm Pat. (laughs) That was was weird. I don't don't (laughs) know. If you have a hot take five years or older, send it to us. Patrick at thecrunchcast.com. What's your hot take? All right. This one comes from November 4th, 2016. It's not about the election. Uh, Why does milk jump from 2% to whole? What happened to 50? Checkmate science. (laughs) <laughs> you imagine getting 98% milk <laughs> it's 98% it's just a lump of fat in a bottle oh, that's all it's it would a cow be. if they put a cow in a bottle a tiny little cow i don't get that what's it's two percent what fat is yeah, that what it is yeah it's two percent okay so i think so yeah. and then it's and then it's vitamin d i think which that's just i don't added. understand they 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 go from uh one percent to two percent to D. I don't understand <laughs> this that grading system doesn't make any sense. <laughs> this this makes no sense at all. One percent is an A, two percent is a B, D is D, and then whole is whole milk D milk? Are those the same thing? No, I don't think so. D milk is like they've added vitamin D to your milk so that you can better okay. I think calcium helps you better absorb vitamin D or the other way around. Oh. Okay. So that's why there's vitamin D in it. But huh. yeah, I, I don't actually What's whole milk? Is what is whole milk versus vitamin D? Does whole milk not have vitamin D in it? I think it does, but I think vitamin D milk is like extra vitamin D added. <laughs> okay, big dairy. If you're listening, and I know that you are, please please call it. We didn't get any answers on the Cuisinart debate. Nobody from Cuisinart contacted us. No, we got so many answers on the Cuisinart debate. Well, I mean, we got answers from the general populace. Yeah, but that's all that matters. From, this is from, a democratic from, podcast. From hoi polloi, but I don't necessarily trust them. I don't know what that means. Know? I'm not Yiddish. No, Apolloy. That was right. my. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, I love I love your milk joke. I think it's funny. Thanks. I, I think so, too. Again, the problem with Hot Day Time Machine is that I was funny five years ago. I was not funny you six were. years ago. Do you, do you want to hear my, my hot oh, take? Oh, of course. That was just a given. What's your hot take? My hot take is from February 12th, 2016. Ramping up for Valentine's Day. I like it. Me. So when priests are ordained, they receive an indelible mark on their soul. Friend, what? Me. It's like your soul gets Twitter verified. Ha! Not wrong. Classic. 14 retweets, 65 likes. That's not bad. That's not bad. I like how you just said Twitter verified on Twitter. It's a very dated way to say verified. (laughs) Yes. Well, now it's more of a thing. Yeah. 
It used to be the only people that were verified were Twitter. On like you didn't really get verified on Facebook, you know? Yeah, you did. Twitter was really the only place that verified. So speaking of verified, the the life scene series that I'm doing with my students right now is called Verified. Oh and, really? Yeah, they, and so, they like, took my tweet. Based on your tweet, Life Teen is staffed by people our age, right? Like the people that wrote this are either our age or very familiar with uh, young people Culture. parlance. And so every mm-hmm. every every uh, session in this series is based on some word in in that's, lingo. And that's can I just say? Can I just say right now, yeah. Life Teen? That's that's not good. That's the thing is like I was like I was totally fine with it until I realized that my kids would be like this is cringy and I was and so I just started leaning into the cringe. One is called uh, one is verified. The other one is canceled. The other one is Lincoln bio. It's all about it's all about uh, scripture and like the historicity of scripture sure. and yeah and so if only if only scripture spoke for itself and we didn't need uh, oh wait it doesn't. It does. It's the word of God, Patrick. Yeah, but it doesn't. It doesn't verify itself. You can't. The Bible doesn't no. doesn't confirm that it is the Bible on its own. That's true. Yeah. There is no. There is no divinely inspired table of contents. Yes. Um, and. But I'm saying, let the word of God be the word of God. Is all I'm trying to say. Yeah, but I don't. I I, I agree with you. I think I think that's fair. But I do not think that is a good critique of this. Thing. It sounds like it sounds like we're gonna have to fight this Sunday at approximately five thirty p.m. <laughs> Central time because it's six thirty Central in my time. time, period, yes. time um, yeah, I think I think that I think that the the life teen session titles are just like a clever way to thematically unite. It's just anyway, it's not like it's not like hey, we're trying to relate to the kids by okay. Yeah, it's That's just good. It's, I just don't like things that are clever. <laughs> yeah, I honestly <laughs> I think like, I think the titles are perfectly fine. Um, okay. like for instance, the, 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 but my favorite thing about this is, and I, I actually texted our friend that works at life team about this, um, because I was like, you may, you may have overlooked this. Uh, the session that talks about contradictions in scripture is called canceled, which I think is interesting. Uh, Cause it's like, Oh, nice. like scripture is canceled. Um, but when you put that in the bulletin, everyone thinks that youth group is canceled. <laughs> <laughs> And so I had to send out a a flock note message at a flock note. Like actually, that was like I was like, "Hey, uh, youth group is not canceled. That's just the title of the session." (laughs) Oh, Patrick! Yeah, great, right? Nobody, nobody expects the effect that social media is going to have on the culture, like accidentally canceling youth. (laughs) God, man, I can't believe Uh, cancel culture went this far. Hey, no, it's crazy. Uh, All right, I take it back. I'm on, I'm on life team's side again. That's what I'm here for. I'm here to temper your radical uh, protestations of inter of uh, of of national international Catholic organizations. Hey, speaking of protesting international Catholic organizations, oh. let's get into the topic. Can I say something real quick? Yeah. The other day, uh, my friend Rory said I was like arguing with him about something, and he said, "Ethan, you don't even believe that. You're just defending it because it's the first thing you said." And I was like, "That." <laughs> That hurts. That is that is so. I've thought about that every single day, and just how, like how like true that is, and how targeted that was at me specifically, it's, and how I need to repent of my sin. That's incredibly astute. It was yes. I was I was shocked. I was like nobody else has said that to me before. I'm ex- I feel naked. <laughs> this isn't good. <laughs> one time, one time you got me really good with that before. Like you said oh, really? something that I was like I was like oh shoot I need to go to confession. Um, really yeah i forget what it was what did i say oh okay yeah. that, that'd be great if i knew so i could say it again that's <laughs> <laughs> so i could hit you twice uh, okay well, one two so speaking of protesting international catholic organizations all right, let's yeah. get into the topic yeah so right. <clears throat> i've been thinking about this all day and oh, no. this this usually means something's something's cooking yeah i here's the thing i literally canceled Hashtag canceled a a doctor's appointment that I had because I was like I can't focus on my mental health right now. I need to focus on this thing that I've been thinking about because it just bothered oh, me so much. You canceled mental health for the sake of this podcast. Yes. Well, I mean, I can miss I can miss a, I can miss a counseling session once in a while. Yeah. You know. Right. Right. Um, but I was like, I just can't like shift my focus to talking about that and then shift back to this. So I've been thinking about this all day. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of the Crunch. 
Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay. I have been in... Do you know what dog whistling is? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So, f- just this is my understanding of dog whistling, and then you can correct me with your understanding if, I, if I'm sure. off, off base a little bit. Dog whistling is a phenomenon, mostly in political discourse, where uh, someone who holds an unpopular and very offensive belief will signal that belief to other people in a way that doesn't out them for having that belief. So they they will mm-hmm. signal their belief to a group of people that shares that belief without outing themselves as having that belief. A really good example of this and the the effects of it is the term illegal immigration. Without any without any uh, without any like uh stigma or without any like uh, accusatory. What do you think when I say illegal immigration? Mexicans crossing the border. Exactly. People illegally immigrate to the United States from every from country. All, all over the place. Yeah. But because of dog whistling, we have now associated illegal immigration with Mexico. Almost almost like exclusively. Yes. When and and and, and this is this is how this is how dog whistling has, has worked in the past, and it's people who people who held racist ideas or sexist ideas in the past have couched them in politically correct terminology to to like you know not out themselves and you know essentially be you know canceled reproductive health care yes it works both ways exactly <laughs> it does work both ways yeah, yeah it's it's how it's how it's yeah reproductive health care it's exactly how it works um yes so you have to you have to hit both sides otherwise one side gets mad at you and they just associate with the yeah. other side all right yeah we're going for everyone we're ever no one's safe um, no one's safe on this podcast. Last night, oh no, I watched a documentary. No, Patrick. By Why? now, the subject of the documentary is not what I want to talk about. Okay. The producer of the documentary is what I want to talk about. The is documentary it, was it? called "A Wolf in Sheep's Clothing 2. and it was produced by EWTN. No, and Ethan, Patrick, have you ever heard of Infowars? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yes, I have. It felt like Infowars. Really? Yeah, it felt like a conspiracy documentary. Oh it, no. The thing Mother Angelica would be very upset. Yes. Which is a phrase with that and that sentence I've heard many times over the past couple of months uh just in what? general. Mother Angelica would be very upset. <laughs> Direct, and I think that's I think that's just true generally. <laughs> I, think <she> just, <laughs> I think she was just very upset. I think she was upset at the state of the world for most of the time that she was alive. I mean, <laughs> I don't understand how a company that is was founded on the idea that television is dangerous and needs to be, you know, adjusted. Baptized. Yes could use such manipulative tactics as they did oh in this boy. documentary. We're not getting any of that EWTN money now. No, we're, we're not. And honestly, window. I don't want it. I like, I don't want it. Hey, if you don't want it, I don't want it. I, we're sinking this ship together. I really, cause like, I mean, you know how we are. We really, we really try to stay in this on the side of like, if you're a Catholic organization trying to do God's work by all means, do God's work. Like we support you. Like even when we disagree with what focus does sometimes, even when we mm-hmm. disagree with what, you know, life teen does, we're still like in your corner and we're going to, we're going to work with you. You know, like we want to, yes. we want to be, yes. we want to be helpful. Um, but fill in the blank with any organization that is obedient to the magisterium. We are, we are on your side. And that's exactly my point. I don't think EWTN fits that criteria anymore. Oh dear. That's that was just some. I just want you to understand the gravity of the words that you are saying right now. Yeah, and I I think by that, that I mean the magisterium 
as in that should be your first checkpoint. You know what I mean? Like the mm-hmm. do my mm-hmm. do my words and do my beliefs line up with the church teaching on divinely revealed truths. Mm-hmm. And then second should be what is are my beliefs and actions lining up with my duty to my family and to my community and to my country and then do my actions and beliefs line up with my political party and other organizations that I affiliate with. I think mm-hmm. EWTN has put the last thing first. Hmm. And wouldn't it be funny if we were talking about the magazine first things and they were putting the last things first and first things was last and last things were first. <laughs> anyway. Sorry, um, the reason I bring that up, that, not the reason I bring that up, the reason that I, I know that there, there's been a couple of articles posted that I've seen boycott EWTN was trending a while back. Um, mm. They let go one of their longtime uh, radio hosts, Gloria Purvis, after her. I saw that, yeah. yeah. After her being outspoken in support of the, not in support of Black Lives Matter necessarily, but in support of like the, the racial rights protesters and uh, you know speaking out against the injustice that happened to George Floyd, and just you know we just seeing people like. Raymond Arroyo on Fox News and mm-hmm. Father Mitch Pacwa on Timothy Gordon's podcast. Like those two things are very different. But the further you don't see them going on like NBC. You know, like you don't see them trying to go on CNN. Mm-hmm. It's purely aligning with right-wing ideology not just right-wing ideology but right-wing agenda and it's like that's not the way the catholic church operates Mm -hmm. and it shouldn't be and it's like again like this is not me saying oh my gosh they're right-wing they're awful they should be left-wing instead that's not what i'm saying what i'm saying is it's very clear there's a bias here and i'm not sure that the direction ew10 is going in is healthy i mean like timothy gordon is a le- like very likely a, a racist like he he is i don't know enough of his stuff to say one way or the other it's but i defer to you the way the way that he talks about black lives matter and the way he talks about immigration and the way he talks about xyz it's very clear that he believes certain groups are less than human and oh no yeah and i think well, that's not good and it's just, again, again, like I said, this comes back to the dog whistling thing. It's like the problem with dog whistling is not is not that uh, people are being overtly racist and they need to be stopped. It's that dog whistling, whether intentional or not, contributes to a, a group that contributes to these minority groups who are overtly racist or overtly pro-choice or overtly, you know, wrong to continue they go see this person agrees with us see timothy gordon is saying that black lives matter um wants to take down the family therefore people have this belief that african americans as a whole want to tear down the family and so now you have Mm. this 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 uh seemingly not racist belief where you can i mean you can you can say it's very obvious but you know he has plausible deniability right where he's like well i'm just talking about the organization it's a plausible deniability, illegal immigration, reproductive rights, but it's actually for this other, it, it's, it's the narrative further supports this heinous thing. Does that make sense? So should we not say that Black Lives Matter wants to destroy the family? Cause it's on their website. Yeah. But here, here's, I, I, I do, I do have an opinion about that. It's like he hammers it home, right? I'm not saying we mm. shouldn't say it, but he like, that's like his main point. And I don't think. I was I was talk I was talking to to Phoebe about this last night and I kind of got off I kind of got off on a tangent but the documentary no. brought that up. Um, the documentary was about cultural Marxism and okay. Marxism in and critical race theory and critical gender theory are tied up in cultural Marxism. Marxism yes. is about class struggle. It's about the lower classes overthrowing the higher classes until there are no classes. So critical. And this is only achieved through violence. Yes, and this is only that's, achieved. Through that's violence. Marx's main thing. Yes, 
And critical race theory and critical gender theory adopt those things. And they say, well, we're going to, the lower races need to overthrow the higher races until there's no more race, but they don't, they don't, they don't take that logical conclusion. And then critical gender theory, the lower gender need to overthrow the higher gender until there's no more gender. And I think, I think you can, that, that would be pure critical like that would be pure cultural Marxism, but it's not pure because people in Black Lives Matter don't want to abolish race. They're very proud of their black identity, you know. Yeah. And yeah. so I, I, you can't, you can't equate these organizations with Marxism. Like you just can't. Um, mm-hmm. My other thing about the destruction of the family, you can say that they have Marxist ideas. Yes. But you can't say that they are Marxist. They are communist. You can't say that. You yeah. Know? And, and, yes. And it's yeah. A, it's fallacious to try. And and these organizations do. And this documentary mm-hmm. by EWTN did. Uh, they were like the 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 communist organization. They they would do this thing that like that. I don't know if you watched my YouTube video about um, uh, Father James Altman, but they I would do the this thing that minutes. Father James did where he would say something like communist organizations and then he would show a picture of Joe Biden. You know, so EWTN nice. would this documentary was like communist organizations and then it would show a a, a video of the George Floyd protests. And it's sure. like you can't do that. That this is exactly why television but the thing is if you're not critically aware, if you're not media literate, you aren't going to realize that they're subliminally messaging you. <laughs> Conspiracy theories. Black Lives Matter is secretly a George Soros communist plot, right? Socialist plot. You don't realize they're subliminally putting that in. And EWTN is supposed to be an organization that promotes media literacy and promotes the Catholic faith. And they were doing the opposite of that in this documentary. Go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say, let's let's not pretend like George Soros is a good guy also. Yes, obviously. <laughs> but it's like... I'm here I'm here to make sure that everybody understands that we ha- we're having a balanced position in this podcast yes. and not we're not swinging yeah. one way or the other. So like, we can talk about these things and I, I'm agreeing with you what you're saying, but I cool. also want to make sure that like <laughs> we also acknowledge George Soros has put billions of dollars into things that are antithetical to the Catholic Church. Yes. And like supports initiatives and is it, like all these things that are opposing directly what the church is trying to achieve yes. in the world as far as justice and... Uh, life issues and, uh-huh. and family issues and all that stuff. So like this, this is why this is such a dangerous and like heated topic. Cause there are like grains of truth and there are like huge things that are at play that are really scary to like the average person to hear, to hear kind of like in a soundbite, George Soros is this super wealthy Hungarian banker who puts billions of dollars into black lives matter because he wants to fund the destruction of the family is like a really crazy slash believable storyline mm-hmm. you know like it it makes you it it puts into context like okay so there's something that's happening outside of me like outside of my control and i can now point to this thing and be like well it's because of this yeah that these things are, are going wrong you know yeah and that's why these things are so that's how conspiracy because, theories develop yes and george right, soros is like the conspiracy ever, theory guy like everyone's like yeah, he's at him and bill yeah. gates and john and like john podesta or whatever it's like all these like John Podesta, the Clinton um, chief of staff for her oh. campaign or whatever. He, gotcha, the gotcha, Podesta gotcha. emails were a big thing. Anyway, so oh, yeah, yeah, I've been listening that. to a couple of podcasts about conspiracy theories, and it's it's yep, yeah, yep. it's been pretty interesting. But uh, okay, so I do want to say something real quick about the destruction of the family. I, I this documentary EWTN documentary was very scared about the destruction of the family. And I was like, you can, you can be a, you can be concerned when an organization says, I want to destroy the family. Like that can concern you. What should concern you more is the, the, the lukewarm destruction of the family that's happening because people just don't care about their families. That's different. Yes. That's much worse. Oh, oh, oh. Because, and hold on, before you look for the thing, my, my point, my point with, my point with, uh with the structure of the family if an organization says they want to destroy the family you know how you defeat that organization you wait a couple of generations yeah it's true. because it's like it's like someone saying lungs are offensive i am offended (laughs) by lungs and i'm going to remove my lungs and then everyone else has to remove their lungs too and it's like okay go ahead you're not gonna get my lungs body positivity i'm ripping out my stomach (laughs) exactly it's like it's like it's not tenable so if if a if 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 an ideology is if if adhering to that ideology literally means you can't reproduce anymore 
don't worry about that ideology. Don't worry about it. It's going to die out yeah. eventually. Uh, yeah. Because you can't pass it down to your children. So, like, because you don't have them. And so I wouldn't worry about the destruction of the family thing because you can, that, that's like talking a big game. And it's like, we should sit down. What, what the documentary didn't do was sit down and ask, what do you mean by the family? Yeah. Because they might mean the destruction of, like, they, they might mean they want to destroy the traditional idea of the family the way they see it, which might be, oh, the da- dad goes to work and the mom stays home and the kids, you know, 2.5 kids and a dog and a cat, you know? And, like, you can tell them, hey, that's not what the family is in the Catholic vision of the family. That's, like, the basic mm-hmm. unit of the family, but the family is much larger than that. It includes your aunts and your uncles and your grandma and your cousins and all these people. And, like, the family includes people whose fathers left them and they're being raised by their mom and their grandma. Like, that's mm-hmm. a family, you know? Mm-hmm. We all saw Lilo and Stitch. <laughs> I was just thinking about Lilo and Stitch this morning. When I was in the shower, sometimes I sing Hawaiian Roller Coaster Ride. This is <laughs> the closest I'll get to Hawaii, is my shower. Yeah, right. Uh... <laughs> it's I do a that every morning. It's a, it's my routine. Um, I was going to get, I was going to get a book, but it's in another room. Should I go get it? Yeah, you can. Oh, okay. Okay. I'll be right back. I'm not going to talk cause I'm just going to sit here. Is that okay? All right. Cool. Yeah, All right. I'll be on two seconds. Two seconds. Sweet. <laughs> There's no place I'd rather be than the ocean, than the ocean blue. I search for the sunset beyond the horizon. I know we're we're talking more so about like EWTN being crazy, but just this all the stuff about uh the family is is reminding me these are some things that Fulton Sheen wrote back in like the fifties. And I think uh nineteen fifty one. He had no idea how prophetic that this was going to be. So this is what he says. <clears throat> When 50% of married couples feel that they can throw overboard pledged loyalty in order to suit their own pleasure or convenience, then the hour has struck when citizens will no longer feel a need to keep their pledges to America as citizens. Once a citizenry does not feel bound to the most natural and democratic of all self-governing commonwealths, the home, it will not be long until it ceases to feel bound to a nation. The traitors to the home today are the traitors to the nation tomorrow. A people who are not loyal to a home will not be loyal to a flag. Gosh, it's so powerful. I freaking love this. Um, there's, and, and then this is the other thing that then this is the last quote, and then we can we can keep going. Yeah. Uh, the the fewer sacrifices a man is required to make, the more loath he will be to make those few. His luxuries will soon become necessities. Children a burden, and the ego a god. Only a nation that recognizes sweat, toil, hardship, and sacrifices, normal aspects of life, can save itself. And these virtues are first learned in the home. The decline in the permanence of family life is therefore intrinsically bound up with the decline in democracy. So it's just, I think that that's great. And I think like, that's, that's what I'm bringing to the conversation of like, I think the the family is really important. And I think like we have to extend an olive branch a little bit to EWTN be like, I understand why you're freaked out because if we don't have the family, then we don't have democracy. Mm -hmm. And like, that's bad, you know? And if we don't have democracy, then there's no more guarantee of freedom of religion. And that's really bad. And like, because what's going to be the first thing to go as much as the individuals talk a big game about how yeah. democracy is not the ideal form of government without democracy if democracy fell we would not uh, we would not be allowed to exist like catholicism right. would not be yes. allowed to exist yes catholicism would yeah. be the first religion on the chopping block without it everybody says everybody says it would be the jews no no it would it would not be right because it's 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 not kosher for lack of a better word to like <laughs> be anti-semitic like that that ship has sailed mm-hmm. you know uh, somehow Catholics can still be pinned for fascism. Somehow. I don't understand. Yeah. I heard the term Catholic fascism the other day and I was like, Wait, so you started following bruv on Twitter again? <laughs> no, <laughs> that's it. That's a big inside joke. That was a great, that was a great one. No, I heard, I heard like someone talk about like, Oh, this person is a Catholic fascist it's about this guy who it was a Catholic person who appeared on the Alex Jones show. And he was like talking, he was, he's a nationalist. He's a white nationalist, but he's Hispanic. Uh, so that's fun. Mm. Um, Oh, yeah, it was interesting. I mean, it just shows how, you know, diverse thought 
<laughs> anyway, uh, but the guy, the guy who was commenting on it was like called him a Catholic fascist. And I was like, there's no such thing. There's no such yeah. thing. Literally, we opposed the Nazis. Like right. the Catholic Church we the was one ones. of the biggest and like against Hitler. Like the, I forget. You seen that graph of all the of all the counties in in uh, Germany? I guess they're probably not called counties in Germany. Provinces. Um, all the all the Schnitzellands in Germany. Yeah, the Schnitzellands. Um, the ones that had the highest Catholic population were the ones that voted for Hitler the least. And like you can see, it's just like an inverse yeah. of Catholicism versus. It's just there's something something about that. Imagine but, voting for Hitler. Um, imagine voting for Hitler. <laughs> But yeah, it's it's just it, for some for some reason I think it's because and I think it's because uh, conservative Protestantism has so like overwhelmingly dominated mm-hmm. right wing politics that since Catholic, since Catholicism is a traditional religion, it's kind of grouped in with conservative Protestantism yeah. both both right. like in perception and in reality. Yeah, I think I think we ally with those uh, those groups more often than not because we just like agree with them more yeah and so we identify with those groups but i think i think that's a mistake i mean anyway i the the whole the whole reason that i got started on this was because a friend of mine said that ewtn might be making a deal with church militant which i found out was probably not the case it was like a joke michael voris made okay but i was the problem was that after that documentary the the main problem with that was after the documentary that i saw i wouldn't have been surprised (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and the places that i the things that i hear there like raymond arroyo has a regular segment on the ingram angle and she's very hard right wing yeah and it's just like it's and it's not saying like oh people that watch fox news like fox news is all bad like fox fox news is not all bad I listen to their I listen to their morning podcast, their news podcast, and it's pretty balanced. But their commentators are not. Yeah. Their commentators are not balanced. Like you, you can have a balanced segment in in the the news segment, and then the commentary section at the end of the podcast is like hard, like hard partisan garbage. And it's yeah, and it's usually it's usually sometimes it's a pastor, and he's you know saying Christian nationalist things, and it's like we can't. We can't do that. We can't be Christian nationalists. No. We can't be like America is a godsend. And that that's the thing. That was the problem that I had with that Fulton Sheen quote was like Fulton Sheen did not believe this, but you could read that quote. Like the way I read, I heard that quote was if you want democracy, which is, which is good, you should support the family. It's an admonition yes. to the culture at large. But I feel yes. like the way this documentary would have taken that, quote and they took a lot of Fulton Sheen quotes they would have said that last part about like if you don't support if you don't pledge loyalty to the family you're not going to pledge loyalty to the flag Mm -hmm. I feel like they would say that quote of like since people aren't going to support the family they're not going to support the flag which is the most important thing Hmm. that's that's my that's my problem with and it's it's like it's 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 that's what nationalism is it places the nation in front of the family and the problem with the breakdown of the family is not because the family is good in and of itself. It's because it's going to break down the nation. And that's that's the air that I got from the documentary, which is a doc, which is a which is a sentiment that is definitely felt by um, some hardline conservative ideologues. So. Also, I read some pretty some pretty bad stuff about the way they handled the whole Vigano situation. And and um, yeah, yeah. Someone, I, someone reached out to me and this is, this is, oh. someone reached out to me and, and, and said like from their perspective. So like, apparently I'm not old enough to know this, but apparently EWTN didn't always have a, a television station in D, in Washington, DC. Apparently that was only a few years ago. And so they, they have this office in DC, right? And the, the beltway inside the beltway is very partisan and if you are a conservative news outlet, you run in conservative news outlet circles and your contacts in the administration are all conservative and there was a conservative administration recently and so most of their sources for that administration were conservative and Trump did not exactly pick middle of the road advisors and so they were like this this kind of just you know that 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 whole reality kind of just sped EWTN into this hyper-partisan 
area. And again, just like Fox News, it's not all hyper-partisan stuff, but their figureheads, like their, their headliners, are going in that direction. And that worries me because those are the people that people turn on EWTN for. They turn on EWTN for Raymond Arroyo. God knows why. It boggles my mind. The man is a, is a very is a very transparently I don't know, he's just not he just doesn't he doesn't seem like a person who has much integrity. Um also his books aren't good. I Raymond Arroyo, if you want to come on the podcast to defend yourself, feel free. Please feel free. I don't know. I I just Maybe the books thing was a cheap shot. Uh, I <laughs> they're Rick Riordan ripoffs. We don't even have to pretend. Yeah, it's it's true. Um, Will Wilder, come on, <laughs> come on. And should you and Raymond. should you really do what Rick Riordan did for the Catholic Church? Like, should you actually do that? You know, <laughs> like yeah. Anyway, um, Raymond, Raymond, Raymond. Can we get can we get Ray Raymond Arroyo and Ray Romano on the same podcast? Is that I think I think the last time we talked about Ray Raymond Arroyo <laughs> on the podcast was the Cornoli episode. <laughs> It probably was. I think, I think about Ray Romano all the time. The other day, I was watching golf videos because it's it's coming. Golf season's coming. I'm ready to get back out there on the links. And Ray Ray Romano was on the the celebrity tour once. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, man's got a nice swing. That's all I'll say. Yeah. Who's anybody surprised though? George Lopez also on the uh, on the tour. George Lopez still does funny dances after he does things. That's I great. just thought everybody should. That's know. good to know. <laughs> anyway, I just I think I think. The the very Patrick, let me just can I can I say something yeah. about this whole thing yeah sure I think the news there's too much of it oh right? definitely like, this is yes and this is true and everybody will admit there's too much news it's always on twenty four seven news cycle but like we can say all those points that we've said to death but like the only way to combat EWTN is by either providing better alternatives mm-hmm. so either you and I have to start a news station or. <laughs> We like stop listening to EWTN. <laughs> yeah. And like that, but because I don't see another solution to this problem. It's like we, like you're saying, right? If, if, if something is inherently opposing the truth, you just have to wait a few generations and it's, it's not going to be around anymore. Maybe it could be longer than not. I'm reading the Old Testament right now and I'm reading about <laughs> Sorry, the Cain's way line. Crazy. What? Well, the way you phrase that, I've been reading this thing called the Old Testament. I don't know if you heard of it. I'm reading the Old Testament lately. There's this. There's Cain's line versus Seth's line. Yeah. In Genesis four, and uh, Seth's line is the line that walks with God. It's the covenantal line, mm-hmm. right? Cain's line is the line where there's polygamy and violence and vengeance, um, and they're naming cities after themselves. And Enoch is over there in Seth's line, walking with God, calling on the name of the Lord. Right? There's a very clear delineation between the two. Eventually. The, the sons of God see that the daughters of men are fair and God's like, well, maybe I should wipe out the earth. <laughs> and so, and so he does that because there's, there's so much sin and the culture is unable to, to recover. And I think about that a lot in terms of America of the sons of God have definitely seen that the daughters of men are fair here in America. Like we are marrying outside of the covenant. We are I, I doll, uh, we're committing idolatry uh, on every every single weekend. That's it's funny to joke about the big game, but also it's not funny to joke about the big game because idolatry is real. Um, and God knows how many men have sacrificed their family on the idol of at the altar of sports, um, which is a whole other podcast. But like, it's a whole other thing. But we can see like the same the same patterns that happened in the Old Testament that led to the wiping out of humanity. And also like Sodom and Gomorrah and just over and over again, right? Like that's, that stuff isn't new. And I think we need to look at it and recognize like, okay, God actually is just, and he's going to take care of these things. All we can do is continue to walk with the Lord and like provide good alternatives. And so like, if that means that you and I have to get into like the news business, then that's what it means. (laughs) Like, I'm not joking. Yeah, no, I understand. We're if we're the only people and if like the people like us are the only people that are seeing these things and recognizing like this is wrong, like I'm talking like uh, uh, JD Flynn and Ed Condon, right? Starting their own thing because they think that something needs to be different about the way that, you know, news and reporting on, you know, church news in America is done. Like that's great. And we need more of that. Like I, yeah, I just, uh, I don't know. Like I, EW10 seems like this big thing that we can't possibly overthrow. But then you think about like, like Matt Frat is the main way that a lot of people learn about the church. You yeah. know, Scott Hahn is the main way, like Father Mike Schmitz, like these guys are doing their own independent thing and it's taking up space, hopefully in their day, 
that would otherwise be taken up by news. And so maybe the solution, maybe this is the first time I'm saying this is more content. More content. Maybe we, maybe we got to do more. No, I, I do think. I don't know. I do think but, the, I do think the solution is more independent content. I think that's yes. definitely the solution. And I think that I think that that there's there's. Uh, there's, and when people come along with money saying, will you say this about my party? We say, you have to say no. Oh, like yeah. that has to be the, like, again, it's like greed and I, the idolatry of money is, mm-hmm. is people, people realize like, oh, I could have more money and I could share my, my good, good ideas with more people. And then all of a sudden you're a shill on Fox news or on MSNBC and we've lost everything. Yeah. You know, and I like, think again it's like it's like ewtn was was this this independent news organization right yeah and now it's it's really it's not anymore it really isn't yeah. and the 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 documentary was not bad it was, sorry no it wasn't untrue in some parts like <laughs> they they definitely deconstructed um they definitely deconstructed some really important philosophers of the 20th century and how they connected to tragedies of the 20th century they definitely did but they did certain things in an irresponsible way that was like it was only it only would have appealed to people who already agreed with them. It was yeah. like they use socialists like a swear word and mm. that doesn't appeal to socialists, you know, like that doesn't appeal to people who would disagree. It doesn't appeal to people who might not realize that that uh, Jean-Paul Sartre was actually an awful human being. And a lot of his philosophy uh, bled into our current social philosophy you know like it i always thought it was sart it's i heard i've heard it both ways okay yeah sorry sartre or sart um jean paul sart uh one man was at one a a catholic came to jean paul sart and said uh i want to be an existentialist but i can't shake my catholic faith what do i do and jean paul sartre counseled him to go receive communion unworthily i know he i know I read I read that in a in a in a book. Oh, I read it in a Brandon McGinley book. Shout out Brandon. Brandon McGinley. Brandon McGinley. If you ever want to come on the podcast, please come on the podcast. Uh, please come on. I want a Brandon McGinley versus Raymond Arroyo and Ray Romano. <laughs> Both of them together. W- the WWE three way SmackDown. That's what I want. Uh, yeah, and I read that and I was like, oh gosh, like these are the words of the devil. Like this is like actually the words. Of the- um, so yeah, that they, but they they had John Paul Sartre in the in the in the movie and they were like talking about how bad he was. I'm like, that's good. But a lot of it was like Aldous Huxley was a was a guy who had, he was in CIA and he did MK Ultra and I'm like oh gosh wait really yeah they talked about MK Ultra in this documentary as like a throwaway thing that everybody knows about and Phoebe was like Isn't what's that MK that Ultra thing from Stranger Things well I mean it might have been in Stranger Things it's like a CIA they made Stranger Things in real life it's a it was a CIA experiment to figure out how to get people how to enhance interrogation and it's like the 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 way to just say it crudely is it was a mind control experiment so how to get mm. how to control the minds of interrogating your subjects and people like volunteered for it like they wanted to see if they could get their mind controlled like you know but um sure. it's just it was a it was a very unethical project obviously very unethical right. um but it's been it's been it's been kind of woven into conspiracy theories as like this person has confirmed mk ultra like they're they were a part of this and like they're being mind controlled right now to say this thing and like oh this person switched sides but that's just because they were mk ultra before it's kind of like the scrolls of the conspiracy theory universe mm-hmm, you know what i mean mm-hmm, oh that wasn't mm-hmm. nick fury that was a scroll that was a scroll yeah yeah so ewtn said that somebody had their mind controlled they said that aldous huxley the uh the the guy who wrote brave new world it was mk ultra Mother Angelica would be so upset. <laughs> the, but the worst part was they just used it as like a throwaway line. They were they they said they said oh the so, the the social engineering that we see during the coronavirus pandemic and they showed like a picture of people wearing masks. They were mm. like oh the social engineering was predicted by Aldous Huxley who was a socialist and a member of the CIA who worked on MK Ultra a mind control experiment. I'm like none of that means anything. What are you you're just saying it in a spooky voice with with suspenseful music behind you and then they cut to like peaceful music and it's a picture of the suburbs you know it's like oh it's so beautiful you know like oh no america is horrible oh good the suburbs still exist america is fine the suburbs are the worst part of america fight change my mind change my mind um that's what they call it suburban because it's below the urban anyway so the so the suburbs need to rise up against the higher herbs and fight (laughs) 
And that way we will get rid of all neighborhoods. The 11 herbs need to take on houses. the 11 spices. Um, uh, we're, we're really mixing our metaphors here. Uh, uh, do we have a Dr. Ethan's Dating Corner? We do. All right. Let's go to Dr. Ethan's Dating Corner. You came to the right place, you ding dong. It's called communication, baby. <laughs> Dear Doctor of the Church, Ethan. Oh boy. I live in a small community with very few young Catholic women. Date an older one. I'm just kidding. <laughs> very simple solution. I've already tried dating most of them. Nice. What? What's your take on dating Protestants? <laughs> Um, I have already tried donating to patreon.com slash the crunch and I can't join the Knights of Columbus until I'm baptized. Help. <laughs> well, congratulations on getting baptized this Easter, Jake. Yeah, Shout that's great. He, he really didn't give us a lot of information on this question. Um, my, here's my, here's my solution. Date and date to convert. Do it. Just everybody's been saying it's wrong this whole time. Just try it. It might work for you. Uh, let's let's, I need to know the size of this community. Gotcha. Like, are we are we talking? You live in a in a village with twenty people. Are you, do you live in a town with uh, two thousand people? Do you live in a city but only talk to people in a small part of the city? Like, what does this mean? Yeah. He you said, know? "I've already tried dating most of them." Might I suggest you try dating all of them? <laughs> <laughs> this there's, is my. This no- is the only thing that I got. You know, <laughs> there's there's nothing wrong. With taking a second pass. You yeah. Know? There's like, nothing wrong with revisiting an old flame. There is nothing wrong with revisiting an old flame. And you might have grown. They might have grown. It's true. Maybe. Hmm. I mean, there's there's always the chance. Let's say. How about this? You go on a trip. You go abroad. You know. Or maybe you join the army. And and you leave. Join the army. You're going you're gonna to be gone for anywhere from three to five years. You're going to come back. And there's going to be a girl right she's going to be young yeah she's going to be single she's going to be slightly you know secluded she's going to be aloof from the rest of the community you can tell that she has a storied past you're going to ask around in the town what's what's the deal with elizabeth why is she you know doing this that or the other thing it's like oh well her her father grew up in this town and they moved away and he died recently and she moved back to take care of that old house up on Whitaker street. And <laughs> she's been, fi- she's been fixing it up for the past year or so. And you say, well, thank goodness I'm back from army and I can get to know Elizabeth. And so then you go and you help her fix up the house and you help her out with some chores. And uh, initially she doesn't like you and she can see right through you. But <laughs> over time you wear her down yeah. and, and, and you, you go to church together and you, you find yourself in, in the, in the parking lot at night after church <gasps> and it's snowing. Oh. And then you, and then, and then you you hug her, and then you pull her close, and you wow. give her a little kiss, kiss on the cheek, and then she says, "You're everything I've ever been looking for." And he says, "I'll bring over those potatoes in the morning." And then you run away, and <laughs> uh, and then you get married, and it's going to be great. Uh, but you have to join army first. That's the that's the you have to join army. <laughs> <laughs> My mom, hey, mom, can you come pick me up? Manufacture a way army? to leave. Manufacture way. <laughs> Mother, I'm going to army. Um, <laughs> Lucille. No, it's a loose seal. My so I don't want Lucille. Phoebe finished watching Community and she was like, What show should I watch next? And I was like, Oh, you should definitely watch Arrest Development. Same time period, just as funny. Um yeah, and she hilarious. did not like Arrested Development. Really? She did was she like, watch the whole thing? No, she watched four episodes and she was and the first well, you're, so there's you don't get any of the payoffs from any of the jokes in the first the four. The first episodes. four episodes are pretty good. No, you yeah. get you get a lot of payoffs. You get the there's always money in money the banana, in the stand. banana you stand. You get that in the second episode. It's great. No touching. No touching. No touching. No touching. Um, uh, she didn't so like the. I think, she was like, "Why does that kid want to date his cousin so bad?" That's what she was. She was very uncomfy. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> we'll talk about that off air. Um, the what I'm saying is figure out a way to leave your town for an extended period of time. Maybe go live in a monastery or something like get out of town for a while. And then when you come back one, you'll either have a vocation or to the priesthood or two, somebody will have moved in. I think that's your only option other than moving away or, or leaving for a time and then coming back. I think those are, those are your two best bets. Uh, you have any other thoughts on that? Dating a Protestant. Do you know any? That's 
Yeah. Did he say he was opposed to dating a Protestant? I like. Here's the thing. I definitely wouldn't say don't date a Protestant. Like I wouldn't say that. No. I mean, you both believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God who died for us. You're both likely baptized. You can have a Christian marriage. Like you're good. Yeah. You have you have a lot in common. It's. It it would be better if you knew that you were called to marriage to have a Protestant wife than to not have a a wife. I would say I, I say this. Uh, as a remedy for concupiscence, it is better for you to have a Protestant wife than to have no wife at all. Uh, I was funny. The other day I was talking to Father Gale. Shout out. Because he's saying my, my wedding. Um, and he was like, what should I preach on this weekend? And I was like, well, what are the readings? He goes, well, St. Paul's talking about how it's funny. Like unmarried men can focus on the things of the Lord and married men are thinking of things of the world. And I was just like, isn't it crazy how like everybody's like oh marriage just makes you so holy right all the best saints have come from a fairy holy marriage yada 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 you could be like therese and you know her parents whatever but like every time saint paul talks about marriage he's like don't do it it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but then later so, he talks about how marriage is like an image of christ and the church right yeah and, yeah and this is a mystery and i mean in reference to christ and church, which is good but then like every other time he's like if you if you can't if you if you don't want to do it probably don't do it stay single please i'm saint paul <laughs> And I'm very upset. <laughs> I think um, I think one way to read that reading, Phoebe and I had a conversation about this after that reading, because the priest yeah. preaching on it did not do a good job. He was like, yeah, you'd think like Paul's just bitter. Well, he's not. Anyway, uh, back to the... <laughs> Let's talk about the parish fish fry. Um, yes. So I think there's one way to read that. You can read that like, oh, it's just... They thought... There's, the, there's the, the interpretation that I've heard where it's like, Oh, well, Paul thought that Jesus was coming soon. So he thought that, like, you might as well not get married because, like, Jesus is coming soon. And I was like, I don't think that's necessarily the case. I think that we're reading it as, like, oh, it's bad to focus on the world. Like, married people have to focus on the world. Whereas, like, if you're unmarried, you can focus on God. And it's like, yes, that's true. But someone needs to focus on the world. Yeah, guess who created the world? God. God, yeah, right. Like someone he, needs to focus it, on. When he looked at it, he was like, "This is good. I made a good thing." And so, like, focusing on the good thing that the world that the God that God made is not bad. Yeah, and focusing on ways to please your wife is also good. Yes, your your wife at, at is a person. Men, married men know this. Yes, focusing on ways to please your wife is very good. Phoebe <laughs> is a is. good person. She deserves love and affection. Like it is. That's true. You're right. It sometimes. I sometimes it gets to the point where. I am very busy cooking dinner and I can't pray evening prayer. That happens occasionally. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you know what? It's better for me to, you know, serve my wife because she can't make dinner because she's like really busy doing school. It's better for me to make her dinner and to, you know, miss evening prayer, say it later than to pray it when I wanted to. This is a pro Phoebe podcast. Phoebe is supported that. by this pod. When are we going to have the the four of us on a cast? One of these days. Okay. Maybe for our five-year anniversary in seven months. In seven months, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, let's just... Uh, our, wait, hold on. We got, the, we got the wedding coming. Are you going to be busy on your wedding weekend? Um, you got time to record got, a podcast, right? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Don't bring your microphone to my wedding. <laughs> You're going to have to take over the pod for a week. That's okay. We'll do, a, we'll do a Patrick and Phoebe cast. Yeah, we'll we'll do a live commentary of your wedding, and we'll very we'll very uh, we'll very unbiasedly compare the two. Uh, we'll be like, our wedding was great; it was awesome, except for that one part where we thought nobody could come. Uh, <laughs> Yikes! Uh, sorry that we didn't have more better advice for you on Doctor Ethan's dating corner. I think don't one don't be afraid to date Protestants because you never know, and two maybe maybe date all of the young women. And number three, maybe take a second pass. Who knows? Nothing wrong with a second. Number chance. four, as always, if you think your if you think your vocation is marriage and you're in a place where you can't get married, you got to pursue that. You got to figure out a way. Got to move. Got to move. Man, I'm so excited to hear what our patrons come up with when it's time for the big game <laughs> wager. <laughs> the big game. Uh, I'm th- very speaking excited. of the big game, thank you all for supporting us on this our big game, the Crunch Catholic Podcast. <laughs> Uh, you can support us by going to patreon.com slash the crunch. You can cop some merch. You can cop some. We don't plug that ever. Uh, so if you would be so kind as to remember that we sell things and buy them. Yeah, when are those when are those hoodies coming out? Oh, gosh. I don't know. <laughs> okay. It's, it's going to be not cold by the time I figure it out. 
Yeah. So, yeah. We said it was going to be ready by Christmas. Yeah, no, that wasn't going to happen. No way. (laughs) It was never going to happen. It's really hard to, like, find merch, like, good, to find good deals on, like, you know, wholesale and, Oh yeah. You know, get people to print them. I'm trying I'm I'm trying to stay local. Here's the thing. I what we could do is we could go through Teespring and we could print a bunch of really cheap quality merch through a big store that, you know, ships everything from, you know, sweatshops in China. Ooh. But we're not going to do that. Ooh. We're not going to do that no. cuz first of all, those companies charge the seller insane margins, so they make money and then, you know, no. Um I'm we're supporting local business. It might just yes. take longer. Yeah, we're supporting literally like every everybody who supplies our shirts to the people who ship our shirts, they are small businesses. You know, the person who builds our website is someone who is a, is a small business essentially. So we we try I try to practice the post liberalism that I preach. Anyway, that this is not like an ad for merch but hey buy our merch support us on patreon patreon.com slash the crunch go to our facebook page. facebook.com facebook.com slash the crunch cast it's the most poppin tell us how to pronounce cuisinart and if you work for cuisinart send me a toaster i'm about to get married i need one <laughs> thanks i need a toaster. uh patrick do you have anything else for the people i guess on a serious note if anyone from ewtn hears this and wants to reach out to me my email is patrick at thecrunchcast.com. I would love to talk to you about partisanship at your network. Uh, Can I come? Sorry? Can I come? Yeah, of course. Yeah, you could talk Sweet. to us. Um, this is out of a fear that you are going in a direction that is not good for you or for the church. This is not out of a partisan, I hate Republicans. This is out of a desire for good Catholic content. So reach out thank you all for listening please pray for us we will be praying for you and we will see you all next week